<laughs> Already seven seconds in. <laughs> You're like a camera guy in his first day. Three, two. <laughs> Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Bi Coastal. I'm Bianca. I'm Gerard. And thanks for joining us once again, guys. Uh, first and foremost, before we do our catch up, we want to say thank you to our hundreds of listeners for last week's technicalities and difficulties. We did make a post on Instagram to let you all know, but we, of course, due to some unforeseeable issues that we were not really prepared for, um, we decided to scrap the episode and we will be revisiting it um hopefully sooner than later with steven and amir so either way steven and amir thank you so much for taking the time to come on the episode it was a lot of fun and um but we are sorry that it didn't work out but we promise you next time it's us four again um (laughs) so that's that thank you guys so much but at least here we are for another monday episode um back on track and doing what we do best making each other laugh (laughs) Uh, how was your last two weeks? Um, I talked about an episode that didn't come out, but two weeks ago was the four-year anniversary of Beyonce's Lemonade, so I watched all of that again just because I have to. Um, this week I bought a Nintendo Switch, and yesterday from 8 a.m. to, I want to say, maybe midnight, I played it all day. That's Mate, how I long. Stopped, <laughs> I, stopped it ju- I stopped playing just to take a shower and eat. Otherwise, I was playing it. And you um, into like cups and stuff, because yeah, literally, if I had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> I went to the bathroom with it in my hands. I'm not even lying. <laughs> That's like, well, um, how much did it? How much did it end up costing you? Was it like the two three hundred dollar one? It, the the light version, yeah, because the other one oh, was okay. sold out everywhere. And then what else? Oh, Megan the Stallion and Beyonce came out with the remix of Megan's song Savage, and that's literally been my week. They came out with Savage, although a remix of it. When you told me about um, listening to Captain Hook, I still find that one to be my most favorite song. That I, song is so good. It's it's so good. I mean, I love the whole album, but I really love Captain Hook. But I, Savage Remix, uh, Megan did her, it's not the same verses as in the original one. Like, it's a complete different verses on her end and on Beyonce's end. I'll have to listen to it when we get off of this. Or should we have everyone listen now? I'll just wait. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) The first day it came out, I was literally, I was literally shaking like, oh my God, oh my God. And I played it for, (laughs) you can, like, I was honestly shaking and like, I was having a really bad day. Like I was super annoyed and that song came on. And then all of a sudden I was just like dancing in the kitchen. Like like, I played it at least like 15 or 20 times back to back. Um, what I like about that is it's two um, like black queens from different types. Like we've talked about, you have like Beyonce who's class and Megan, she's not trash, but what I'm saying is like, you know, like she's dirty, dirty. So you bring yeah. them together and I'm sure it's everything perfect. And they're both from Houston, Texas. <clears throat> oh, sorry. And also, why did I shout like that? I meant to mute. <laughs> so you didn't hear me clear my throat. And instead I cleared my throat and then screamed. <laughs> <clears throat> so nothing else nope that's it what about you um nothing here i know i told you guys something about hunter was it the yeah i told you guys something about hunter last week and then maya 
Um, but now everything, I mean, I've been really busy, but I think it's just like adulting. You know, we were working on the yard. I did plant flowers near a mailbox. So I really feel like I'm part of white suburbia now because everyone has that shit, but I don't like flowers, uh, at all. So when I'm looking at flowers, I'm like, meh, no, no. And then I like circled back and I got the petunias like your mom has because those mm-hmm. grow like really colorful and they grow out. Um, and then these other ones, I don't know what the hell they're called, but that was pretty much it. And then this week was organizing Hunter's room and that kind of stuff. So just adulting, busy, but boring. I don't like flowers either because they're so like, they're so seasonal. Yeah. I'm like, what if you just do like a shrub or like a cool like cactus or something, it's just like, it'll be there all year. And it'll look, it'll look the same from now as in like four months. And, like, it'd be nice because the people, like, um, in our area, they have brick mailboxes. And the brick mailboxes, they have, like, grandiose-looking mailboxes. They have, like, the shrubs and stuff. But for most of the people with just, like, the good old-fashioned stick in the front, like us, it's more, like, lower groundage. I do want to do vines, but I couldn't because I was Googling about what vines do to wood. And they could basically take over, so. Oh. But yeah, it's been busy, but I couldn't tell you. Although I have finally started season three of Ozark. By that, I mean I'm already more than halfway through. It's so good. It's I'm so nervous right now with what's happening in this episode. I'm so nervous. No spoilers. But I don't, I mean, I get, if you like Narcos, which I haven't fully seen, but I feel like it's probably part of the oh, same family. I love Narcos. And Jason Bateman is, like, producer or writer on it, and he's good at everything he does. Maybe I'll have to watch it. It's really good. But other than that, no. Nothing else. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's that. That's that. Sorry, guys. It looks like Rona's catching up with us. Nothing interesting now. We're just mundane, boring. <laughs> I did, however, decide last Friday that I'm not going to be posting as much on my Instagram story, but my first bit was Friday to Friday, no posting. Um, sense of wanting to post every little single thing that I do um, and get back to more of just uh, living in the moment and enjoying it instead of focusing on, you know, posting like, hey, I planted flowers. Hey, look at our front yard. You know, hey, the kids are outside playing hey, I moved my toothbrush from the left to the right, you know, like letting people know instead of like, just it's cause it's like, I get, I get to the point where I'm like, Oh, I should post it. Oh, I should post it. And I'm like, for who? Like why at the end of the day? So it's been a week. I bet nobody noticed, which is fine, but I haven't posted anything. So I'm going to continue on like week by week and just let it be and kind of enjoy it, which was nice, except for my food podcast. I post all the time. Oh, yeah. Those pancakes that you made looked really good. They were, and the syrup was really good. But the thing is, like, <clears throat> I mean, I don't tell people this, but I don't like really sweet stuff. So when my stuff, what my stuff is, it's not sour, but it's not sweet. It's more neutral. So I like things like blueberries and raspberries and that kind of stuff. They're not notoriously sweet. So, you know, when you make a syrup, it's not going to be like sugary, but that's how I like it. But it was, it was really, really good. I did split that, by the way, that picture, I only had half of it. The other half was for Maya, but <clears throat> I mean, I need the picture. Yeah. For photo mode, I have to go all out. 
all the time. <laughs> if I would have done 15 pancakes, I would have done 15 pancakes. But it was just Maya and I. <laughs> but yeah, didn't eat any? No, he did. But he, um, those were vegan. And he wanted pancakes oh. right meow. So I made two for him on the side. And then I, Maya was still sleeping. So I just made, oh, those were protein pancakes. That's why. So I made oh, them. He just wanted them like regular, like, buttermilks yeah <clears throat> so um but yeah it's actually been nice not and i've there's moments where i'm still like we should post and then i'm like this is what i'm talking about i'm like oh my god i should let them know that i had bagels right now this is what i'm talking about so it's actually been nice and i think once i go back i'm just gonna post things that like i'm sure you see like i post nat geo or like photography pictures i'll probably yeah. just keep it to things like that like things that i like but I feel like if you're a part of my life and we talk, then you'll know what's going on. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like a privilege, but I just, I was getting tired of that whole like instant needing to let the world know. So yeah, that's it. Nothing else. I'm just like a new person now. I've really grown. Corona's really changed me. Yeah. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I'm really, really changing and growing from this moment. So. <laughs> All right, welcome back, because you all knew that we left um, <laughs> for a really long time. Uh, so this week, I we will be talking about, how would you say it? Because I guess, I guess your coming out story, pre, during, and after, but like how yours is very unique um, compared to the average you know, coming out story that people have. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it would be, it's an interesting, you notice if I touch, if I touch light or I move, I get darker. Yeah. Your face, like your whole face goes black, whatever. Um, okay. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. It's basically going to be more personal this week, but personal for Gerard. I'm just going to sit back and relax <laughs> and then just chime in whenever I feel like it. <laughs> but I mean, the reason for this is, um, you know, it'd be good for you guys to get to know us on a more personal level, but not things that deal with like our favorite colors, you know, our favorite food. Um, we don't care. You don't care. Um, but at least you can have a better understanding of who you are. And then at the same time, still make it relatable to all you listeners out there. And what a better way than to talk about Gerard being gay. <laughs> where should i start <clears throat> well i think i wanted you to talk about um like at least touch up a little bit on before gay gerard what you know like that whole gerard of you know did you know you were gay did you not know you were gay was there some inclination remember yesterday we talked about you were dating girls you had melissa yeah so i was dating girls but like in high school I knew I was attracted to boys but I didn't know in I didn't know if it was like in the same way that I was supposed to be attracted to girls like I had a blackberry little red phone and I remember that I would like this is so gross <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm about to say this I would like go on to like porn websites and I would the little Yes, I would record it, like, my computer screen with it. And because I, for some reason, had, like, a different memory card. Like, I had two memory cards, and it just so happened that the memory card that I had matched the same size as the one that was inside of the BlackBerry. 
So I would like put that memory card in, record it, take it out, and then put my other memory card back in and then hide that other little memory card. So many secrets. <laughs> and I would like watch it on my phone. But like I didn't, I would like in my head, I was just like, oh, I'll just watch this and like I'll do this. And then eventually like it's just like a phase, like I'll get over it. And then I'll just like end up marrying a girl, whatever. I'll be with the girl. But then like during high school, I was still talking to girls. After high school, I was still dating girls. But like it was never, I don't know. It was just like I was never dating them for like an end satisfaction of like, I guess it was more like getting to know them. Like I was never dating them with like the thought in my head, like, oh, I'm going to get to know you. So that way that we could eventually like sleep together and have a relationship. Like it was never in my head to have a relationship, a romantic relationship with them. But it, I didn't have any desire to have to think of like doing that with the guy either at that time. Like, what about with uh, Belissa? Because you you guys dated, right? Yeah, but like it was never like obviously looking at it now, I wasn't about it the way I'm about it with Francisco. Right. But to me, it wasn't like I, it wasn't like a thought in my head, like oh maybe I'm feeling this way, I'm thinking this way because I want to. I would rather it be a boy. That wasn't a thought in my head at all. It was just like, well, this is what it is. Maybe I'm just like not really a relationship person. I really don't care about that. So you didn't like date a girl because you knew you were fully gay and you just felt like, oh, I'm not ready to come out. So I'm just going to date a girl. So everyone thinks that I'm straight. Yeah, like I wasn't afraid to come out. I mean, obviously everyone has maybe like those inhibitions, I guess you could call it when you're in high school. But so many people in my family are gay. So it wasn't like I was afraid of having like their backs turned on me. Like, I wasn't worried about, like, not being um, some sort of disapproval. It was just, like, this is just how it is. Like, I'm maybe I'm just, like, not a relationship person. So when we were at Macy's and you were going on the dates, was it with the – we talked about that one girl from Fragrance. She was cute. Was yeah, like, she was, she was pretty. But, like, I yeah. – when I, when I went on a date with her, it wasn't, like – I wasn't trying to, like, make advances. And, like, I'm not a very, like – a I'm not a very, I don't want to say confident, but I'm not very in your face or abrasive. So like, I'm not going to like seek people out. Like that's just not right. me. So it wasn't like I was doing it to do anything with them. I was just like, we just talked like the way I would talk with you or the way I would talk with any of my other friends. Like I wouldn't, it wasn't like, I don't know how to explain it. It was so just, it wasn't like, would you say it's like it was a date for her, but more of like, Two people. But, but like at the same time it didn't even seem like a date for her like at least like sitting in where I was and like kind of looking in on the conversation now it didn't seem like on either end it was like interested like you just yeah. like maybe she knew I wasn't about it so we already knew it wasn't like a date it was just like two <laughs> friends hanging out right but you, did you have any idea anymore from that point because no, because at that point I wasn't like I hadn't done anything sexually or um, even talk to any guy and the way that I had talked to girls in the past like attempted to talk to girls in the past but there was just no curiosity about it no like I didn't start dating or like I didn't start talking or dating a guy until I went to uh, Paradise Valley so what I would say maybe like a year or two in the future when you were the what were you at Paradise Valley the trimmer oh yeah that's when you... Uh, I would say that was probably like 2015, 2016. It was because that was when I was going on maternity leave, remember? And I was trying to get Tony to have you take my spot. And then he was like, should we give Gerard a store? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's actually a better idea. Didn't know that she was on the table. But let's... Ping, 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 ping. 
<laughs> so then, yeah, that happened. And then when I was there, that's when I started talking to a guy and like, I actually like went on a date with the guy and then. Did he pursue you or did you pursue him? Or was it like a dating app? Was he working there? We actually went to high school. This. We went to high school together. Oh, was it that? I mean, I won't. I mean, I'm not gonna like say who it was, but like. Oh, I'm all was, trying to figure it out already. <laughs> like I can tell, I can tell you not on the podcast, but like they were, they're probably like a year or two younger than me. Uh, was it that blonde guy from that one time? That blonde guy from that one time. When we went to Charlie's, and you're like, I dated him once. Blonde guy from the blonde guy, and I was dancing with him on the dance floor. I was really drunk. I don't remember. You must have been really drunk too. <laughs> blonde guy. I, I honestly do not remember. Maybe it was dirty blonde, but I remember you like pointed him out, and he was on the dance for something, and you're like, "Oh, I went on a date with him." I wouldn't say dating, but oh, I know who you're talking about. No, that's a different guy. That's a uh, fucking. That's a different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reacting the same way. That's so weird. No, that's a different guy. <laughs> that was also at Paradise Valley. Oh, that was what? a that was like the the second latter half. Okay, so did you answer it though? Did he pursue you? Did you pursue him? I didn't hear that part. Sorry. I honestly don't remember in either. I oh the first person it was like we I somehow connected with him because they were going to go to ASU. So I like took them to show them ASU. And then we just like slowly started talking after that. And then the other guy, I want to say that I don't, I honestly don't even know how that happened. I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember how it happened. I just feel like all of a sudden we were just talking. I mean, I guess organically how it happens with everybody. Yeah. I don't think I met him on like a dating app or maybe I I did. Oh, maybe I did meet him on like Tinder Ah, Tinder. But we had mutual friends because his friends I went to high school with. And, like, I was, like, kind of friends with them in high school. The blonde kid? Yeah, well, he, like, he he just had happened to have bleach hair. But, yeah, he, like, has, like, brown hair. Oh, okay. But now that you say that, that's why I I was confused. But now I know exactly who it was. Damn, I should have been, like, you know that non-natural blonde boy? That was a fucking, that was a weird thing. (laughs) 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 So... I guess basically from this point, from that point to that point, that's all it took was just you talking to a guy and realizing, oh, my interest lies more so in the, the on the men's team than anything else. Yeah, but even, well, like when that was happening, I wasn't like interested in like hooking up with people. Like it wasn't like I was dating these guys in the hopes of hooking up. It was just like I enjoyed hanging out with, these guys more than I enjoyed hanging out with girls in the same in the same context at least gotcha so it had more interest for you but aren't you like when it comes to your sector like everyone needs to know you're just not you've never been like at least what I gather from you is you've never really been the pursuer of like you said when it comes to like the sexual world like obviously you enjoy it but you're not like I need it three to four times a week you know every single week oh no I could live I could live without it and be left to my own devices and be completely okay. <laughs> like, it's nice, but it's not like I always need it. Right. And, like, I could go, like, weeks without having it, or I could go months without having it, and I would be perfectly okay. Um, do you think that played a role in how you were able to kind of decipher between being gay or being straight because you weren't experiencing that 
sexual aspect to get you to that point? I mean, you said you already realized that you enjoyed boys, you know, talking to men more in that same context, right? More so than girls. But I mean, you could say that in the same token. Oh, no, I guess you couldn't because you said you relate more to girls when you're hanging out with them. Yeah, I can't stand hanging out with... I, I don't like hanging out with straight men to this day. I mean, aside from my brother. <laughs> but like, if I have a choice... I just have like this weird sense of um, of discomfort when I'm hanging out with straight men because I feel like they are, but I, I feel like that's every queer boy's narrative or at least a, a majority of them. You just don't feel comfortable around straight men just because for so long you were like teased by them or you didn't feel as the same as them. So like, I just don't feel comfort around them. Like I still get anxious if I know like I have to hang out with straight men, like in a large setting where I'm the only gay person there. Like straight altogether or just masculine straight? Both. Like if I, I don't, like with, it was different when I was working at Macy's, but even working at Macy's and being like the visual manager and I'm doing air quotes here and I had to like be around like Rob and Brian, who obviously they're not like your typical straight man. Like obviously they're straight, but they're not like in your face, like macho in your face straight men. So like I was okay with around them, but even then there was still some sort of discomfort. Yeah, I could tell. Just because I don't feel, I can't, I feel like I can't be. But I think also it's just because like when you're a gay boy, you're just like, you're with girls all the time. Like you gravitate towards hanging out with the girls. You, you're teased because you're hanging out with the girls, whatever. So like, I think just, I've always had the relationship with girls that I never had with boys in the same way that maybe like a straight boy would have had the relationship with other boys. Right. So I guess that's why I just gravitate towards like women, friendships or relationships. In that token. But being out with boys, I hate saying boys, men, dudes, dicks, whatever. But when you hang out with them, you knew that there was a difference in the way that you enjoyed a girl's company versus a guy's company. Yeah, like they would talk about... like. They're probably talking about like their boobs, their ass, like (laughs) getting laid. And I'm like, well, they have great hair. (laughs) look at her highlight so there's obviously some kind of disconnect there because we're not interested in the same thing like i would really love to have my hair that long (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) but i think that's always what it's been like i've been obsessed with beyonce for as long as i can remember but i think it was never like like, I remember one Christmas, Nathan gave me, my brother gave me, like, these huge posters of Adele, Jesse J, Beyonce, and Nicki Minaj. But, but like, at that, at that time, I obviously wasn't out. Like, I was still in high school. But I maybe my parents thought or maybe other people thought that it was just, like, I thought they were good looking. But I, like, I wanted those because, like, they looked pretty. They looked pretty or they sang really well or the outfit that they were wearing was really good. It had nothing. It had nothing to do that Nicki Minaj's tits were like halfway off of the page or like Beyonce like had a little outfit on. Like it was nothing about that. It was always about like appreciating the talent or the aesthetic over like the sexualness of the image. Yeah. But that's where I think like I was talking to yesterday. That's where I think is what made you unique is that you had certain little things about you that would generate straight boy actions. But in hindsight, like you're explaining now, um, 
you know, if you really knew you, they just really weren't, if that makes sense. Like, I remember you had that Beyonce calendar up and she'd had what? It was 12 months of Beyonce. Yeah. But when I saw it, it wasn't like, oh, that's for a sexual thing. Like another guy would have, you know, that Ferrari with a girl on it. And <laughs> I don't know if we're really paying attention to which one, but you know what I mean? Like that's basically, it's the same concept. You have half naked chicks on your wall. So anyone seeing that, if a, you know, a guy comes in, they're like, oh, dude, he likes half naked chicks, the ones that have big old tits and shit. Like he likes them right. girls. But you're sitting there saying, you know, wow, she's an icon. She's a queen. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just need to be heard. You're, and you're like, they're like, wow, these are all great tits. And you're like, but they're all the greats too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just look who the tits are attached to. to Adele, Nikki, like Beyonce. Yes, you're right. It's amazing. But that's why I feel like it was just a very unique situation because you were not so far one way stereotypically and you were not so far the other way stereotypically. And because you're such an introverted person and you're so quiet, you know, you're a very hard person to figure out as is. Like it's honestly probably like Animal Crossing. Like we don't get anything until someone else de- like delivers <laughs> us you know, some facts about you. <laughs> but that's true. Like, especially just like bringing up Macy's again, like the reason that I was able to talk to Rob or that I was able to talk to Andrea or I was able to talk to Brian or whoever might've been was because you already knew me. So if I didn't have you to help like push along that relationship or that friendship, I don't think it would have gotten as far as it did or as quickly as it did. Right. Because when you weren't around, everyone was chiseling me for facts it would like if we were to go to like panera wherever it was we go in the morning for you know how we did our the morning break yeah if you were to like okay i'm gonna go get a refill the moment you were out of earshot every man like okay so what's going on with gerard what do you know about him what is he like what does he do is he what is this quiet is he in a bad mood and it's like i feel like if you guys were to just ask him and they're like yeah but we try to but you don't get anything and i'm like but that's just him and i'm like listen i had to put in my year you guys have to put in your fucking year (laughs) like like i did the time to get to where we're at but at the same time like you said i had to sit there and like really force the the hands to make that relationship happen because it is true like you'd still if me you rob and brian were hanging out it was much different even in the beginning of our relationship freshly with andrea you were much more recluse inside. So you, I could tell that there was a discomfort, you know, being around those two, even though they were very gay for each other. That's, that's, that's a given, like that's a true bromance. Um, But at the same time, you know, I'm sure if we were to ask, you know, Rob today, I don't know if he would have ever guessed that you were gay based off of, you know, you just standing there as a person and how you interacted and how you held yourself. You know, it wasn't something that just jumped out and screams, he's queer. And like in the beginning, especially, I feel like the way someone dresses is like an an immediate like red sign or like a, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's an immediate like alert of how like what their sexuality might be. But like at that time I was wearing like flannels, baseball caps. Yeah, like ripped jeans, extra, extra long um h&m tops that were you know slim fit but like cut up the sides you kind of had like a really strong streetwear which in turn is very like i wasn't wearing like a skinny jean with like a super like skin tight v-neck and like spiked up hair not to like make that sound bad or like 
throw hate on that. But like, I just, I wasn't wearing anything like that. So maybe it wasn't like an, an immediate like red flag, like, oh, he's queer. Yeah, you just didn't have any of the indicators that people would call like gaydar. Um, I don't have it. You know, I I couldn't tell you gay from straight because if I just, if someone just is, you know, like they're just a person, like I'm not saying they're trying to figure them out. But right. in hindsight with you, like I told you yesterday on the phone, even though I know you're gay, sometimes like I'm like, maybe it's not though. Because, you know, <laughs> because you're not, you're just like you. That's just how you've always been. You know, like you're just not one way or the other. <clears throat> uh, you have to pause. Okay. So easily saying like that you're not one way or the other made it harder for everyone else to kind of pinpoint you. Not that we want to or need to, but I know, you know, looking back, um, you know, people always made comments, um, no shade, like your brother would talk about, you know, we'd always joke like it's Gerard's gay, you know, and, or it'd be like, you know, he just doesn't like sex. He's just uninterested. You know, like he, he does his own thing. It is what it is. Like there's always some kind of reason of trying to figure out Gerard. That's always been everything, everyone's thing because we can't figure out hindsight. But that's why I think your story is just a little bit different is because it's not, you know, it's not like your one, two, three, four, bum, bum, bum. This is how it happened. Like we know Nathaniel's story, you know, from what I've been told and how that went for him. But, um, you know, like your parents have said, it was pretty obvious from the time that he was young, you know, that he liked boys. You know, and it was just a matter of him coming out and feeling comfortable enough to say it where, you know, I'm not sure, like, I can't speak for your parents or your family, but I could say for, you know, Zach and stuff. Yeah. Like I told you when you came out, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, you really couldn't for certain say one way or the other with you because you had had girls in the past, but it wasn't like you were a gay boy hiding his gayness by dating girls you know right. as a genuine relationship that you were developed oh okay I see his hair but like having with the person um oh my god vietnam's calling hey vietnam what the heck? it's maya's school for some reason it shows up as vietnam people just like to call me and let me know how they're doing hello <laughs> yeah i'm like talk to you tomorrow laos cambodia <laughs> Just all those Asian countries hit me up. <laughs> um, so I guess in the next thing, you know, which would be like, you know, the big unveiling is your, you know, how you came out and what that was like for you, you know, because obviously you started dating, but there had to have been a moment where you're like, all right, I like the dick. So let's let everyone know. <laughs> I think that, well, the first person I told was a friend that we no longer have anymore. And I, looking back on it now, I realize why I told her first is because I didn't have a friendship or relationship to her in the same way I had a relationship to, so I had a group of friends. It was me, Alyssa, and Heidi. Yeah. And I told Heidi first, but I think I told Heidi first because I don't have, I didn't have the friendship or relationship that I had with like Alyssa. When did you tell her? Did I told them in this, I told them in the same night, but I told her, uh, oh. Heidi like outside um of Alyssa's house before we like went to go hang out but what year was this Ugh, I couldn't tell you I think I, I was I think I was like 20 or 21 how old are you now 26 oh, okay and I 
I told her in the car, but like I said, I think I told her because I didn't have that relationship with her. So I didn't care like if she, if she was okay with it or if she wasn't okay with it because I wasn't like, we were close, but not close enough to where like I would hurt. It, it would hurt me on the inside if she stopped talking to me because of it. Right. You were kind of, it was like a disposable thing. Yeah. So it was maybe may, like in hindsight, maybe it was like me kind of testing the waters with how people would react to it. So I told her and then I told Alyssa later on that same night. And then I think maybe like the following like two days, I told my mom. But like right. when I told my mom, and I I think what also helped is that because my family is so gay, so queer, and I was, <laughs> yeah. I just grew up around it all the time. So it wasn't anything that was kind of like foreign to me or like out of touch, out of reality. So, um, and also seeing my brother go through like his coming out now, like how, I don't mean dramatic in a negative sense, but how dramatic it, it was for him. Like it wasn't, it was very hard for him in the beginning stages. And I think also because there's like that six year difference between us, a lot can change in six years and like the kind of understanding of the community as a whole, not just like the queer community, but just like the world community around the idea of being queer. So well, I think yeah, that, your, your six years age difference. Yeah. But he came out years before that. Right. So that's definitely a hundred percent like that has a lot to do with it. Um, obviously, you know, there's still struggle, struggles with, you know, the queer community now and, you know, the acceptance of it and, you know, that kind of stuff, but it was definitely a little bit more out there and open and welcoming during your mm -hmm. time. It's not to say that it couldn't have still been hard, but like you said, your family's 90%, 99% gay, right? <laughs> so. yeah, I, I, I think it's safe to say that <laughs> my family's, if there is a gay gene, my family started it. There, it's actually probably what gets it going. Like the, <laughs> like, the Beltran. No more back in our family tree, the gay gene is there, and we are the reason for this whole, <laughs> let's call it a pandemic. <laughs> Just pinpoint Beltrons. Figure out where they're at, what they did. You'll find that gay gene and it'll just be like throwing it to other trees. <laughs> it's just like so many. So I think that just kind of being sort of a relative to the idea of being queer, it wasn't a big thing for me. And once I realized I was, it wasn't like a, like a questioning thing for me. It was just like, well, I am. So I am like, it wasn't like, I'm, I'm not going to kill myself or like have this like internal battle or struggle because I'm queer like I can't change it it's just how it is so I'm just like okay with it I'm just like I'm just gonna start living my queer life in the baby stages I guess so I told my mom literally she was on the opposite end of the table I'm on the other end oh, the long ways yeah we're, we're probably both eating a bowl of cereal I think yeah. and I literally said mom I'm dating a guy and she's like okay how long and that's literally that was it that's how I came out like it wasn't this big drawn out process it literally just happened over a bowl of cereal and ours was um, ours was right before i remember we i told you you were pregnant with hunter or had just had hunter yeah and you had gone to see Corey, and you had told her about you being gay you went to oregon remember oh and, that was for my 21st birthday and i told her while i was there yeah and you and that was a that was a huge thing that that honestly was more that was the most dramatic part of me coming out of my yeah, whole coming out saying, process. Yeah, I remember you saying it was like a big deal. Because <laughs> wasn't she the first one you told? Like the true first she, one you told? She was the true first. Because like at that point, she was still like, 
because when she was dating Zach, she like became like part of my family. Like yeah. her and I were as close or not as close, but her and I are, were close in the same sense that you and I are close. Like I told her a lot of stuff and she like gave me a lot of advice and like really took to heart the stuff that she would tell me. So when I went there for my 21st birthday, um, I met up with her and she took me to a bar and we just like started talking and I told her that I was gay and like everything that like, just kind of spilled out. And like, I was crying at the bar, like, <laughs> yeah. but I wasn't even drunk. Like I wasn't drunk crying. I was just crying because it was just like, finally, like this weight was lifted off. Or, like maybe it was finally me saying it out loud was like me realizing like how I actually wasn't. I actually forgot about that until you brought that up. Yeah, that was. A, I'm surprised you did forget about it because that was, I remember you telling me about you talking to her and how, how emotional it was for you. It was, I, it was very emotional. I think that's honestly probably the last time I like had a cry. Wow. So mark it guys, six years. <laughs> six five, years, five, so five years. we're long overdue. <laughs> so whoever's around when the big one hits, Good beware. <laughs> But yeah, I remember you saying it was pretty, like, it was, an, and like you said, it, you weren't drunk or anything like that, but it was just very emotional for you and you telling her because she was, was a big, or I don't know, maybe it still is a big part of your life, you know, but it, you know, basically paved the way for everything. But yeah, I remember yeah, And then I think once, I honestly, I think I told her before I told anybody, I think she was the first person I told. She was, because you told me she was. And that's I think after that, that's when I eventually told friends and then I told you, like, we were about to watch Interstellar and I told you and you're like, Oh, okay. And then like, yeah, two seconds after I told you we were watching the movie, like it wasn't, but like, then it just goes back to your point. Like you didn't know, but like once I said it, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. But that's just who you are. So let's just keep going. Like it wasn't like, we need to sit down. We need to have like this deep talk about it. Now, are you glad that that's how, Oh, I guess I couldn't say because how did, uh, Belissa, and Barb like react or did you was Barb a part of the group at this point at this point Barb was like our friend but Barb wasn't as close to us as she is now because Barb like was going through like her own stuff oh okay so she wasn't as close and she like she couldn't be as close as maybe we wanted her to or she wanted to be at that point in time but um but I guess like in high like did everybody the way that everybody reacted was that how like, were you glad that that's how everybody reacted instead of making, like, a big old scene about it? Because at this point, you haven't told Zach or your dad. But every other person so far is, pro- you know, is probably, like... Alyssa, I remember when I told Alyssa she cried. But she was she cried because she was upset or kind of hurt that I would think that I... That, that I thought that she would think differently about me when I told her. Right. <clears throat> because I when I... I, we honestly have not talked about like it kind of just like we don't really talk about like we know like we dated in the past but it's like we're so beyond that and we're so yeah, like we're so like brother and sister now like family that it's like out of sight out of mind because it's just like what it, it what it it was what it was then and it's like nothing comparable to how we are now right and because I told her like when I told her that I was gay I was like I don't want you to think that like anything that happened in high school was like me trying to like mask something or to hurt you because like I truly care about you and like like I love you like as a way like I love like my family because like you're that close to me and like you and Alyssa are like the two closest people in my life like if you don't answer the phone or if she doesn't answer the phone I call the other person yeah we're like ding ding hold on okay so you were talking about Belissa crying oh uh 
that, oh, we were saying how you were like Lissa and I, and I was telling you that I know, I, I like, you know, everything about me. Like if I need to tell somebody something, I'll call you oh. first. Yeah, yeah, so she was just upset that, like, I thought that she, I, I that would make her think differently of me. But that was, like, not that that was, even, like, she cried for maybe, like, two minutes, two or three minutes, and then it was done. And I think that was, like, the most dramatic that I told someone in their reaction being like that. But that but was, you, like I said, it wasn't even dramatic. Yeah, that was just her kind of taking it in in a, in a different sense. Not, I'm upset that you're gay, I'm upset you're gay, but, you know, her reasons were different. Like, her, like, as a friend that I would think that she would think differently of me. Right. So do you say to say that you're, or let's quickly say, talk about um, your dad and Zach. How was oh, that for you? telling my dad was kind of hard, but not like hard, like emotionally hard. It was just like, how do I tell him? And when I told Zach, it made it easier to tell Zach because you were there if, and you already knew. And if I, and I think I probably told Zach like, what, like within a week or two of me telling you. Yeah, at that point, it was kind of like you need to tell Zach because the longer you don't, that's more days that I know that he and does. It might, and it might slip. Yeah, like, I, I can't, like, we're not trying to build up, like, you know, time credit here. I need you to tell him. <laughs> so when he comes to me, I'll be like, I just found out two months ago. I know. <laughs> and then we went to, like, we went to dinner at, like, where were we? we went to, oh, um, um, what is the name of that place? My favorite place. What is it? Manny's. No, I told him at uh, like at Westgate, and there's like that bar in the center, and it's like a beer place. Not B, I don't remember, but it's like a at Westgate. It's like down that center strip, and there's like a beer type place, like a brewery. And we went to dinner there, and I told him there, but and I told him, and I don't even remember his reaction. I think it was. Um, I do remember having dinner dinner with him, and. I don't remember it being anything more than just like the same thing, like, you know, cool. I mean, he may have asked like why you didn't tell him sooner or I know that was a little bit of a thing if I can remember correctly, not mad, but just like, you should have been able to tell me, I wish you would have told me sooner. Like I'm a, your brother bringing up the point to like, you know, Nathaniel already did, you know, you could have too. And, but that, I think that came from a place of like, you know, I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I give you shit, but I love you. And I think the same as Alyssa, but just in a brotherly sense. And even to that point, Nathan was kind of not upset that I didn't tell him, but he's like, I wish you would have told me, but I was like, or talked to me about it. I was like, well, like, I didn't need to talk about it. Like, I didn't need to, like, have a conversation about, like, I'm having this struggle. Like, it was just, it was and is what it is. It was what it was. It is what it is. Like, I don't need to have a conversation about it. This is just, like, I'm not struggling with it. I'm just, like, I'm at terms with it because... It's just, it is. Fact, I'm gay. Like, it's as, it's as correct as me saying I'm straight. You know, like, I didn't I'm know. as, I'm gay just like the sky is, is blue. Is Robin A blue. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need, we don't need to discuss yeah. it or like talk about it really. But yeah, that's one of those things. And that's what I liked about it with you is that it was, it's very, it was very normal and just matter of fact. I mean, you telling your family was like me telling my parents that, I'm straight, you know, it was very just, you know, I need you guys to know that I like Dick. Um, I did try a girl once, not my cup of tea, but Hey, to each their own, but you know what I mean? Like it it was like that. It wasn't anything different. Um, So that's what I like about your, like, that's just what I like about it is like you said, like I told you, it's, you know, you're telling everybody and it's like, Oh, okay. 
you know, like, wow, you're gay. And then it's like, oh, okay. But Alyssa has told me that, like, my mom would ask her when we were in high school and, like, loosely dating, like, is, is do you think he's gay? Like, Alyssa yeah. told me that my mom would ask her. And Alyssa was like, even then I didn't know. Like, I would say I don't think so. So, I mean, but that's your mom. Your mom, your mom's your mom. You know, she's going to have a connection with you that most people don't. Mm-hmm. In the sense of, like, you know, wondering. Like, people... Like Maya asked me yesterday if, you know, what if Hunter turns out gay? And I said, are you asking because you think he is? And she's like, no, I don't know. And I said, well, he's gay. He's gay. More kudos to me. I said, but I said, to be honest, I said, I don't think he is. He just has very feminine mannerisms. Um, You know, I was like, but it's hard. You know, I can't tell you one way or the other, but I personally don't think so. Not because I don't want him to, or it doesn't matter to me, but I see how he acts around girls. And he gets real, like, you know, he gets really warm inside. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very about, you know, little girls and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, that's, he's just more feminine in his body. But I think that's the, a lot of it plays off of that he lives with two girls. And a lot, I mean, I'm not saying that only matters, but he's around us all the time. So we paint our nails, he paints our nails. We cross our legs, he crosses his legs. You know, he picks up a lot of mannerisms from sister and I. and there's not enough of Zach to overpower all that female and feminine vibe that we just keep pushing with, you know, pa, 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 you know, and because so of just, you, because of you, who you are and Zach, who he is, even if Zach were there and Hunter wanted his nails painted, Zach wouldn't be like, uh, like a dick about like, you can't get yeah. your nails painted. You're a boy. He would just be like, Oh my God, he's getting his nails painted. Again. <laughs> exactly. what color is it this time? Which is exactly what happens. It because like he's still in the backyard with Zach, like shooting his bow and arrow. He just happens to have red and blue painted nails that day, yeah. but he's still shooting his arrow. He's still out there doing stuff. Yeah. And that's like, the, and the backstory is, you know, mom painted her nails. I learned about patterns. Let's do some nail patterns. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's not like, Mom, I'm so pretty. Oh, so pretty. It's just, I want to paint my fucking nails. But Zach does it. He's like, uh, like, Andrew will be like, Dad. He's like, oh, God. (laughs) So um, we don't, not that the world doesn't care, but we don't have much time. So I wanted to talk about you and, like, I want to basically talk about post-gay. Like, who you are today, how much different you are. You know, are you happier? Are you more confident in who you are? Have you been found? Is Risco bringing you down? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, Risco is a detriment to me. No, just I get kidding. It. <laughs> um, <clears throat> looking back now, if I didn't come out, I don't know who I would be now because, like, so much of who I am now revolves around like my queer identity, like what I talk about, what I'm interested in, how I dress, where I like to be, who I like to hang out with. Like, everything is so queer based right that I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't come out of the closet like I just don't know who I would be like I only because like who I am now just like you were saying yesterday who I am now or yeah who I am now and like what I'm interested in now is who I was meant to be and if I didn't take the steps to like do what I had to do to get to where I am now I don't know who I would be or what I would be doing right and what he's talking about is yesterday when we were talking on the phone and I asked Gerard basically that this is what I wanted our topic to be about. You know, I explained like the whole thing and I told him that I believe that the moment he came out, 
he became who he was meant to be and supposed to be. He didn't lack in confidence any more than he does today, but it was more of um, you just basically shine. You, you know, you literally were like, <clears throat> and it's not like, I'm, it's hard to explain. It, like, it wasn't like a weight lifted off your shoulder because this wasn't a burden to you, you know, yeah, like, at all. sitting there like, oh my God, I'm gay. What do I do? But it's, it's just, you took the time to finally recognize it. And then once you did, it was like every possible door of who you were supposed to be opened up. And it was kind of like, life was like fucking finally now that he finally just said i'm gay now everybody let's start that parade let's open up the doors let's put all the possibilities and you li literally just were like you took it you know like straight on and it like, was like it was through the simplest of things like it was through bleaching my hair how many times having at one point i had like aqua blue green hair i had yeah. blonde hair i had we did like that red deep red one time i was like open about my obsession for like beyonce and Nicki minaj like i didn't have to like conceal these things is that not that i was concealing them it was just like it was out in a different way now yeah it, you, you literally now people looked at those four posters and been like it's not because of the tits it's because they're fucking queens <laughs> you know, like we just re situated everything to how it should have been so now we were seeing the world in your actual eyes which i feel like made it easier for you so there was no sense that like again i don't like like i said it's just a unique thing i never felt like you were hiding it i just felt like you needed to figure it out for yourself but once you did it just made the world shift for you i mean like you just became you just literally like for lack of a uh, stupid saying like you blossomed you flourished because it's like you, I remember talking to you before and you like really questioned um, your style, your fashion, like who you were. And I don't know if you remember, but I kind of just really didn't give you much because you needed to figure it out on your own. And it was one of those things like, you know, I can't give you any direction more than you want, you know. But it's like once you came out, you were just like, now I'm going to figure out what I want to do and what I'm comfortable wearing. Because I think you already had that in your head this whole entire time. I think it was probably is you're like, how do I look straight <laughs> is what you struggled with. Now that you're gay, you're like, no, I got this. I know what I'm I like. As, as cliche as it might be, like the way you dress is so empowering to like your <laughs> self-confidence. Yeah. Because like the way I dress now, I could not imagine five or six years ago dressing the way I dress now. And it's like, and it's like not, nothing even major. Like I'm wearing like distressed denim that just have like, some bedazzling on the front but like i and like with these weird nike space looking boots but like i would never wear that five years ago but it's just like it's so stupid because you see just like you you correlate like queer men with their desire and like their love for fashion mm -hmm. but i think it's just because like i said it's so cliche but you just attach this identity of like using clothes to like express who you are and it, but, but it's true like it clothes makes it so much easier to express yourself and just allows that gateway for you to like push yourself into like the queer world I guess like it just yeah. allows you to like not to hate on straight men in America but straight men in America dress terribly suck. yeah you guys shit bricks like, when it comes to you think uh, a distressed denim with a uh, a camel Chelsea boot and a flannel oh, is dressed up <laughs> 
like yeah. <laughs> I get it that's dressed up for you but that's just not dressed up for me and that like, that I see that like there's no individuality in that right it, it, there, it, there's more depth I think the thing is there's there's better depth and understanding and in, in other countries like we talked about fashion stands out more it has more meaning to people and I believe like you said it speaks to who they are here not so much clothes are just close to people they're not anything more than that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things like it goes back. I think that you were always meant to dress a certain way. You were trying to figure out how can I dress like a guy who has fashion, but is depicted as a straight guy, if that makes sense. Which is very true. Yeah. Like you were on that border of, um, I really love fashion, but I'm not gay right now openly. <laughs> so where can I push the boundaries to still look straight, but have fashion be? So that's why I'm saying like, once you said, Hey, I'm gay. You're like, fuck all to the wind. You're like, okay, kimonos, fishnets, <laughs> truce, see-through, pleather, high boots, big belts, earrings. <laughs> like, it literally was just like, you know what I mean? You just flourished because you weren't struggling in that sense of, like, your identity. You just needed to be where you're supposed to be. <clears throat> and, but, and literally, if anyone is, this is stupid, but if you're, like, struggling with, your sexuality put on like put on like your sister's shirt and you're gonna feel yourself like your sister's blouse or something or her boots you're gonna look at yourself and then you'll be like yes yes and then you're gonna be like i am gay i need to come out like it's literally that's the thing that you get when you wear something that is what you feel like you should wear what you truly want to wear for the first time right and i think yeah it does have a big thing um a big image like for me like we talked about with gender neutral i've always been gender neutral my whole life i've never liked feminine stuff i've always hated it and i've always known that there's never a fucking time when i was able to choose my you know what i could wear that i ever wore anything that was tight fitting or anything like that so it's like that's who i am i also know that because of that i'm viewed as possibly lesbian or more butch in the female world that's fine because i'm not feminine but it goes back to who you really are when I put on a dress or I wear something tight and skinny, I feel like I'm trying to be a different form of a female and I'm mm-hmm. not that female. I'm more headstrong, independent, loud, honest, you know, blunt. And that shows through what I wear. And, and you want that to reflect in like the clothes that yeah, you wear. That reflects because that's who I am as a person. So it goes the same way with, you know, being that with you being that way. So um, <clears throat> also I'm not, not looking at that, but. Yeah, we have like six, five, six minutes. That was a beep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, is there anything else you want to say? I know we kind of are cutting it short and sweet, but I really, to me, it's just it was good to hear it. There is some things that I didn't know about you, um, that I did learn, and I'm still glad that you were able to share your story because if there's one thing you don't do, it's share. Share your story. Everyone's <laughs> gonna hear this. People that you don't know are going to hear this. And that's what I think is so good about this episode, at least for you, um, is that you're you're letting yourself be more known and vulnerable to the world. And I, I dig it. So what we're saying is you're happy and queer. You have a subpar boyfriend that you've been in a serious relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boyfriend who I've been with for how long, Francisco? Five years. Four, five years this year. Five years this year, yeah. November. He also is really played a major role because he like lives for whatever I do. Like it's the stupidest things. And he'll be like, 
Yes, bitch. Do it. Like he among aside from you and Alyssa, he's also my biggest fan. Like I could do the smallest thing and he's like, You're gonna do great at it, just do it. Yeah. But it's good to have that. And he is he's been gay for a while, so I think that helps you just to keep pushing you towards the right direction of, you know, like you said, you think of something and he's like, Yeah, do it. And as much as he's the biggest pain in my ass, he <clears throat> is also the not biggest pain in my ass. Yeah, but aren't they all? Literally. I mean, Zach and I are on great terms right now, and I love him. <laughs> so <laughs> it just comes with the territory. But it's good to have that kind of support, especially for you, even though you've been out for quite some time, you know, like, especially like talking to Amir and them last episode, but they're newly, you know, I'm not going to tell anything more than that. But, you know, for you, you've had some time and now you have somebody who's pretty confident in that world, more confident at the time than you were. So mm-hmm. I think he pushes you to keep, you know, on that steady course of being wild and out and open and not continuing to not care what people think and being happy in your own skin. And LA, LA also plays a huge role in that. Like you could dress whatever you want and no one's going to care if you walk out in like a trash bag and like an alien. Yeah. They're like, they're not going to care. Love it. (laughs) Fucking label for that shit. (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I am glad that you, you know, you came out and you're living the life you're living. So kudos to you, you gay bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm so glad the show is just about you and not me. And now you get to listen to yourself talk the whole time. I would, and I actually, I tried really hard to not do my normal, like, uh, uh, like thinking <laughs> stuff. I tried my hardest to like have full thought out. <laughs> like sentences? Yeah. No, that's good. I think you did good. When, okay, cool. So that's that. But thank you for sharing your story to the world. Thanks for listening. Um, so should I say my goodbye? Yeah, we, we're we doing like a really short episode today. So Don't fucking worry about it. We have like two or three minutes left of recording. So we need to do our, our send off. Our send off. So thanks for listening to our podcast. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at bicoastalpod. That's one word. Our... <laughs> He didn't. He was dirty like that. You're a bitch, dude. Big bitch. All right. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Instagram at bicoastalpod, one word. Our personal accounts are not your cup of B, N O T Y O U R C U P O F B E E. And I am at JDL at J A E dot D E dot E L L. And don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, share promote um if you liked what we talked about today if you liked hearing my story which i know all of you did not um don't don't comment don't text us just yeah comment comment like what you guys thought about the episode if you guys like just kind of getting to know us a lot better uh, not a lot better but kind of deeper um Um, if you have uh stories that you'd like to share with us about your own coming out experience feel free to share maybe if you're comfortable with it yeah, then you can maybe come on to our store or our podcast and you two can share your story. But probably not because this is our podcast. So. <laughs> so just, just take back that invitation. <laughs> Bye, bitches. <laughs> Bye.